SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. What is going on? It is our number three of TMA, the morning after. I am Keith Arizari, Sports Grid, Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 159. And again, I'm in for Ben Stevens, and I told John James, he's our producer, if I'm doing this show, all right, if I'm, I'm getting up, I'm, I'm, you know, ignoring my children this morning from getting ready for school, I had to have my parents come over, help that. Like, if I'm going to change my routine, I'm only having my friends as guests. I want to have the best of the best. This is what I'm doing. We opened up with Kevin Walsh, right? Love that guy. Darius Butler, I've known him for a long time. One of the best in the business. Some big network needs to sign him. I will be your agent, Darius Butler. And then there is my next guest, who has now become not just a guest to me. We text, we call, we talk. I consider him basically family. Dave Sharapan, the sports consigliere, joins me now. Uh, and listen, you see him everywhere. You see him all over these networks right here. Sports Grid, right? Sports Grid Radio, Cash Considerations Podcast. He's got, you know, the co-host of the Bostonian and the book with Matt Peralt. I mean, you are everywhere. Hey, bro, how you doing? Good morning, sir. I don't know if anyone listening, watching is old enough to remember there was a song uh, by Peaches and Herb called Reunited, and it and feels, it so, feels good. so good. Good. I mean, you put this pair together, and you got shaves at the controls. I mean, what are you going to be able to show up? Are you kidding me? I've been up since this. I was up before the sun, ready to go yeah. out west in Vegas. Let's go. Yeah, this is amazing. And when you want to talk about amazing, it's you know eleven oh four a.m. Eastern time right here. So that means 16 hours ago, Dave, you and I share a common passion and our love for baseball. We got it back. Did you, like, all right, your reaction when we officially knew the deal was done, because I, like, I had to go to the bus stop. I jumped up for joy. I almost was late to the bus stop to get both of my boys off the bus because I'm like, yes, we are back. What was your reaction? I- Two. I had two reactions. One, a sense of relief because thinking about sitting in the book in um, May, June, July with really nothing but maybe some uh, NBA playoffs and NHL playoffs at the end was uh, daunting. And two was why did it take this long? We knew there was going to be baseball. Like this didn't have to get to this point, but I was I was like, okay, we're good. The numbers were set before with things in mind, and now the numbers are set, and we're, we're, we can kind of just turn them on. There wasn't, like, the only thing that really was worried about, like, in the book and thinking of odds-wise and stuff was the season wins. But all the individual stuff, all the, you know, the batting crown and, and, and who's going to hit the most home runs and all this stuff, those markets are still pretty much all as done before because we're going to keep the 162. Yeah, I don't know what the rule changes are going to lead to. I don't know if it's going to be more scoring. I don't know what the shift impact's going to be. More nine-inning games. We, we could not have to worry about not having games on the board with the seven innings. 
I was excited, Kay. I, I was I, I was I was genuinely excited, and I got to tell the kids, "Have no fear, we got baseball." John, do me a favor and pull up the the World Series odds for our TV audience, and and I want to kind of talk through that a little bit uh, with Dave here because the the Dodgers are the odds-on favorite. So as we sit here right now, before any major dominoes have signed, as we welcome in our radio audience, I am Keith Irizarry. It's TMA, the morning after Dave Sheriff, and joining me for this entire 11 o'clock Eastern hour. So as we sit here right now, we have our odds of the Dodgers are the favorites. No free agents have signed. Do you expect there to be a major shift based on, you know, the Correas, the Freemans, the Chris Bryants of the world? Oh, there's going to be some volatility. There's there's going to be some some movement for sure. These odds, it's always fun to do those. I mean, like we did them. I used to joke the ink wasn't even dry on the World Series trophy, it, you know, and you, you're already talking about putting them up. Um, then you kind of let the, the winter meetings happen, and then, boom, you throw all this stuff up. Um, yeah, if, if if Correa goes to the Yankees, I mean, I don't know how much lower they can go, but I know people are going to bet them. So, you know, that'll have to come down, which would then cause the other – AL East teams to go up. That's the thing. When one guy goes to one team, there's six moves that got to come in the book after it. It's not just the team he goes to. It's the teams in the division. It's the teams in that league. They all have to kind of be adjusted. So, I mean, this is a fun time of year to be in the book anyway, with everything going on, all this action, all these things. But now you get to add the volatility of let's rush and sign guys to get them going because April 7th is, is opening day and we're playing 162. These things are going to fly all around. Yeah, I'm actually surprised that we're 15, 16 hours removed from that and we are, whatever it is, 11 hours removed from the ratification that no big name has signed. Are you surprised by that? Uh, yes and no, but, I mean, at this point, they're probably waiting for an NFL free agent to sign somewhere because an NFL, or an NFL trade to be made because they took over the, this week of March with all their moves. Yeah. All right, Dave, we are off and running. I, you said something about being in the book and, and setting lines and the volatility that struck something in my head. So I, I want to talk to you about that when we get back. We're also going to do some college hoops and NBA this hour and maybe some pucks. Maybe we will. More next, TMA. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back here on TMA, it is Keith Irizarry with you, and we are Sports Grid, Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 159. Dave Sharapan is with me for this entire hour. Dave, you alluded to like volatility and, and setting lines and whatnot, and I always love to pick your brain because you spent so much time in the book and you were a guy that was actually setting the odds. Is this one of the most stressful times for odds makers with College hoops, NBA, NHL, and the latter two, I know they're still in the regular season, but they still matter. Now you've got baseball that'll kickstart momentarily. Is this a really difficult, stressful time for odds makers? Um, 
I, it's not the most stressful. The most stressful time is October because you have football, which is still king. So when you have football in full force and then you welcome the NBA and the NHL and you have obviously the most highly watched leveraged baseball stuff, in addition to college football, that's the biggest, most stressful time. But this week, this week is actually harder than next week because there's more games. There's more teams like next week it's pretty simple there's 16 games on thursday there's 16 games on friday now you have more handle you have more volume and ideally you have um, more props and things like that but this is the second most stressful time of the year i don't i didn't never call it stress i called it fun when this <laughs> when it got like this i loved it even more when you had a book full of people mob scene trying to get their accounts funded, trying to get their bets in for the first 15 in a game that was going to start in three minutes and all of these things. And then you got somebody coming up looking to, to bet uh, Kentucky Derby futures, Masters golf odds right at the same time as six games were going to tip. I loved all of it. This was, this was my favorite time of year along with October. For the risk guys, it can be a little bit stressful, but man, if you don't like it, you should probably end up doing something else. I know you are media man extraordinaire now, but you're also always in, you know, casinos and books and whatnot because you're in Vegas. Now that betting is legal in so many states and everyone can just pick up their cell phone and, and do it through yeah. this, have you seen a shift in, in how things are done inside the casinos? Yeah, actually. It, it, it's really started to happen where – I mean, when it first got integrated, it was probably like a like an 80-20 where, you know, it was over-the-counter slash retail in-person 80 and mobile 20. And then, you know, pass for pass in New Jersey's 90-10 opposite. It's, it's, it's mobile. So now you see things in the casino where the books not only are encouraging, but um, giving you reasons why promotions bonuses things like that to actually do it on the app now that will um you know there's kiosks there's all kinds of things it's replacing people that's the hard part for me you know because my roots started in vegas like everybody else behind the counter writing tickets talking to people and trying to get them their bets the the apps can't explain something to to them so you can see the confusion so I think you need both. The convenience of apps is great, and it, and it actually makes action grow because now you can do it pretty much anywhere. I mean, if you sign up for an app in Las Vegas, you can be anywhere in the state. So you can be at the pool, at the club, at dinner, and you go, oh, that game's getting ready to start, maybe throw a bet in. So it's good and bad. It has pluses and minuses, but 100% yes. Um, and now with it going legal in a different state which seems like every couple months we have a new state in the market you go okay you really see where the growth is the growth is in the mobile there's no question about that but for big events like this where me and you and a couple buddies if we could get shames and the boys and everybody to sit around a table and watch you know a couple sessions of games there's nothing like that that is still one of the most fun places to be at times like this 
Shames would not hang out with us. He's an elitist. He uh, he has a, a certain list of people that he'd hang out with. You know that uh, we don't we don't even live that far from each other, and I was not invited to his his big birthday bash. Me and Kofsky, neither of us invited. Wow, I I, I really I didn't know that about Shames. I, yeah. mean, I mean, like yeah. we're we're yeah. text buddies and stuff. But all right, I yeah. mean, listen, it is what it is. Yeah. Maybe yeah. at some point we could get in that circle, and if we don't. He's trying. Well, you know, it's all right. We'll keep trying. He's a good enough guy. Good enough guy. He's fine. (laughs) He is Dave Sharp and joining me, Keith Rosario, the morning after. It is TMA, Sports Grid, Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 159. Uh, All right. So you tell me. College hoops or football? What do you what what topic do you want to do next? We we have 40 minutes to play with. What do you want to do next? Well, I mean, we could take this one to break with the football. I mean, you were talking about baseball odds moving and the volatility there. Russell Wilson went to Denver this week. Like, yeah, it it, it changed everything in the AFC. I mean, and so I'll ask you, did that make a big impact? Because the odds would indicate that Denver's now the second choice in the AFC. Yeah, so, so they're number two. Right, you've got Chiefs are still number one. You got the Broncos too, but then I think the little wrinkle because the deal hasn't been finalized yet is now it looks like the Chargers are going to get Khalil Mack, and that defense, which was already supposed to be super uber amazing, is now going to be even better. And I think it's fair to assume that Justin Herbert is going to get better. And if Keenan Allen can actually be healthy for a season and Mike Williams gets a contract, so they believe in him coming off a career year, and Austin Eckler, from a fantasy standpoint, is one of my favorite players, and from a football standpoint, is just a one big muscle that I love watching run the football. Like, I love this Chargers team. And we're forgetting about your, I know they're not yours, but your Vegas Raiders that are actually an above-average team. This division is bonkers to me. Electric. It's going to be fantastic. Every game, at least here, it the visiting quarterbacks are going to be Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and now Russell Wilson. It's hard enough to get tickets here. They're going to go through the roof. The Vegas Raiders are a playoff team, and they're 10 to 1 to win the division. Like they're the forgotten. They're like, yep, well, Vegas, Matt, Derek Carr, eh. you know, new coach, bringing in McDaniel, who's going to, you know, I think only be a positive. I mean, you know, I can't believe they didn't keep Sachi. But now you have. The Chargers are an interesting thing because, like, you just jump them down in the odds and just move the Broncos up. I mean, it's that easy. We just punch the ticket that the Broncos are better than the Chargers. I pumped the brakes on all of it. I, I looked at it, and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I think the, <clears throat> I think the Broncos need a – I need to see them have a defensive – or an offensive line to protect Russell Wilson. All right? Agreed. As good as Russell Wilson is, he's got – to not get hit. He's done a good job with that. But what we saw in Seattle last season when he finally got dinged up is that father time catches up with everybody. And his running around and making those runs and slides and keeping drives alive, It's it, it, it just – I'm not saying he's past his prime or anything. I mean, he's 33. So – and guys play like we see what Brady did for a long time. Um, I'm just not ready to award Denver the division – the conference at a spot in the Super Bowl with signing Russell Wilson. We are 
lockstep here. I, I like Denver. I'm intrigued by them. But that, if we remember, Denver started last year 3-0, and and I think you were playing quarterback for them, Dave. So, like, they, still, you know, still, like, still I'm sure you can. I've seen the videos of you out on the softball field with your girls. <laughs> I, I know, I know. Hey, before we move on from football, and we have like 45 seconds, did the Wentz trade to Washington move the needle at all for you for the Commanders? Yeah, if I uh, if I had him fifty to one, I'd have moved him up to seventy to one after that move. I mean, that's what my buddies at the win bet, win bet said. Alan Burks, my buddy, director of trading, moved it up. I don't think it helped, and it might have hurt. Like seriously, is that a good tra- deal for them? I don't think so. It's about to be Wenzelton. Oh, that was brutal. I'm sorry. I'm gonna go take a lap. We'll be back. Ugh. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Making sense of the madness is an easy sentence to say, harder to do. That's why we have Dave Sharapan with us. So as we go into March Madness, and March Madness officially started already because you got conference tournaments, you had Baylor already getting upset by Oklahoma, which means they probably don't get a one seed in the tournament. So Dave, take me through this. How do we make sense of the madness as we will have a field of 68 in a couple of days, and then we will all be trying to figure out these are my final four teams. Yay. How do we pick it? <laughs> this is so much fun because like a move like that, Baylor loses. Okay, well, now what? Who who moves up into that possible one seed? Where does Baylor go to a two? All right, well, which two do they knock out? And, and there's a couple different moves. So everybody's looking like at Lenardi's bracketology and all these other things. The guys in the risk room, I can tell you this, are looking at today. All we're trying to do is get through today. You're trying to, to, to get the lines set and then go from there. You're not worried about Sunday until Sunday. I mean, of the 64 slash 68 spots that we're, we're looking at, 55 to 60 are already done. You already kind of know who those teams are. So now you're looking at numbers, right? And you're going, okay. Who's getting hot on Thursday and Friday? Who are people betting right now? Like, is Texas Tech going to go and win, you know, this Big 12 tournament? That's going to be a team that has gotten steam already leading up to this week. They win the Big 12. Their seed improves. Their path may improve. And the bets to make the Final Four, those numbers got to come down. So you're you're kind of looking at teams like that. I mean, the big the Big Ten. I don't even want to say it out loud, but Penn State, Penn State is still alive and it's Friday. I know, I know. but they're eleven point dogs. If they pull off this one, it's that would be incredible. But I mean, the Big Ten. The last time we cared, like legitimately cared about Penn State basketball, the Crispin brothers were probably there. Yeah. They were knocking. Was that the year they knocked off North Carolina in the NCAA tournament? I believe so. I mean, back when I was in school, they played UCLA. And, and like, so when they get there, they've won a game. Like, it's it's incredible. Yes. To, to it, Like, the excitement level 
for a football school guy. <laughs> when your team actually gets in it, it's so much fun. And then when they win a game, you're like, oh, so like I'm cautiously optimistic today. Okay, I, we're 11 point dogs. I mean, yeah, I, I, the reality is the reality. Like we got tired legs. You know, the first game was a tough game. Yesterday's game against Ohio State, like gives people like 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 my brother who lives in Columbus some bragging rights. You know, but they're not winning the Big Ten tournament. I mean, it's Purdue or Iowa. Iowa's a team right now that has odds that you have to look at right because they're doing it with a little bit of style. I mean, they put up over a hundred points on North. Fifteen three pointers. Fifteen three pointers. Nuts. By the way, shout out Mike Farrelly, one of the assistant coaches on the Penn State staff. He's a, a friend of mine. We used to play ball when we were younger together. He was on the Hofstra staff for a while. He's now Ooh. on the Penn State staff. Yeah, Farrelly is that dude. What? I, mark it down. Unfortunately for you, as a Penn State fan, you won't have Farrelly long. He will be a head coach somewhere soon. Really? Okay. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. He will. He's a genius. Absolute genius. Awesome dude. Relatively young, too. Can he still um, mark it so, down? Yes. So, all right, two summers ago, was it two summers ago? I brought the boys to a Hofstra, Hofstra practice. Right. He was the associate head coach at the time. And he, he was joking with my older son that he would be able to outshoot him, right, whatever. And Farrelly grabbed the ball and was like, whap, 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 whap. Like, it was like so five, impressive. six in a row. And both of my young kids were like, <laughs> you're really good. <laughs> Yeah, I love it when guys can still do it. That's why I try to throw with the kids all the time. Because yeah. then when you go to show them something and, you know, you turn and you do it and they're like, oh, okay. And you gain that instant credibility. So guys that yeah. can still do it, give that little higher notch for me. Yeah. Uh, back to the one seed. So as I see it playing out, I got Gonzaga. They'll be the number one overall seed. Arizona, I think, will be the second number one. If Kansas wins the Big 12, I think they're the third Number one, Ooh. what I would do then, you tell me, tell me if, if you agree or not. I think the winner of the SEC, whether it's Auburn or Kentucky, slides into that fourth number one. And then you've got the twos, which would probably be one of the Big Ten schools, probably Duke and Baylor. And then maybe like a right. Villanova, potentially. I see that. Right. So now you, you start to get into the mix there. Like with if you have the upset. I think the first one, like if it's not Kentucky or Auburn to win the SEC, and, and, and it very well could be like Tennessee, could be Arkansas, right? It could be any anyone there. Baylor already lost, so they're not there. Does Duke jump up if they win the ACC? I mean, does, you know, is it automatic that the Zags are the number one overall seed? Maybe, but like they finished their conference tournament. I went to the game on Monday, and yes, they look like the best team. Yes, they have one of the best records, but they were beaten head-to-head by a couple teams this year. So yeah. they may not be the number one seed. You get into that 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 hard kind of where do they fit on the line. I know the Zags have to be the odds-on favorite right now because when you see their path, it's almost not a punch ticket to the Final Four, but a lot of people will think that and they'll bet that. I don't think they're going to win it. I personally don't. I just think that uh, I saw some things in person when I watched them play, and as good as they are, I think if you slow down that inside game with Timmy and and Chet, then you can't beat them. So I I wouldn't put them there. I don't know who's winning the SEC. 
Okay. I, I, do you? Yeah. Is it, me neither. Is it Kentucky? Yeah. It's, it's not that I easy. I think it's Kentucky. Ron Burgundy. Mm. Like I think. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Got him. Uh, shout out your boy Gabe Morenci, who's been on the Arizona. He, he's been yeah. on Arizona all year long. Yeah. I, I, there was a video yeah. he put out like about a month ago telling everybody, get in now before that moves. It has yeah. moved. How much do you believe in Arizona? Because you just you said there could be flaws for Gonzaga. Is Arizona the next team that we should all be paying attention to? What are we at? Plus 125 right now for them? So not great value. Yeah, that's to make the Final Four. So, um, yeah, you know what Arizona has? is I think the biggest team off the bus. They will intimidate anybody. They have size, size, and more size. Um, we need to see maybe, I, I mean, I'm going to try to head down to the Pac-12. Vegas has six postseason tournaments here, and I went to you know the West Coast Conference. I'm going to try to get down to the Pac-12 game and see them in person because it's the first year I haven't been in a book, and all these games are available to go to. So I'm going to try to do that. Arizona is really interesting because I don't know. I mean, now that I've lived out in the West Coast almost 20 years, um, I see the difference. Not a lot of teams, not a lot of people have seen Arizona play. So the odds moved without like a lot of bets coming in. So, I mean, overall to win it six to one, is that enough value? I don't know because depending on their route, you might be able to do the rollover method where you bet them and, and roll them over. But this is a fair number because they are going to be a one seed if they win it, the, their tournament. I, I want to go over strategy with you. And I think that's another thing. And on this network, all the hosts uh, do a really good job of giving their own strategies. So yep. going into this, and especially now that you know gambling, it's not as taboo anymore and people aren't just doing a bracket. Now they're going to be picking teams and doing this. Like we have championship odds and final four odds. So with the championship odds, as I'm looking at them, right? You know, Gonzaga basically four to one, Zona six to one, Kentucky eight to one, Baylor eleven to one, Duke da 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 da. Do you think people should almost diversify? Like, would you be whether it's splitting units or are you are you just sprinkling money on lots of different options here? How can you do that and make it worth your while? Oh, you absolutely should. Some of the sharpest guys I know, they call it the, the they're building their portfolio now. By doing it now, you're probably taking prices that are less than they were, you know, a month ago, two months ago. I mean, I, I know guys that are holding, you know, Texas Tech tickets at 100 to 1. I know guys that are holding Arizona tickets at 50 to 1. I mean, so they were buying them back in November, December. So, you know, put this in your in your memory banks and next year start to take those speculative pricing. Because if you're holding a ticket at odds that are much higher than they are in the game, you can either bet the other side, lock in a profit, or you can do the in-game thing and put yourself in a position to win almost all of your bets. So, yes, I would actually – I would start, though, with the double-digit odds and higher if I was to do that. I would start to either split units or, you know, spend a little bit more and go a little bit deeper, think outside the box, the Texas Techs, the Villanovas. If I can get a team that actually, yeah, I mean, what about Providence? Providence is the so, team that nobody wants to touch. They they defy all gambling logic. All they do is win. 
All right, so one, Villanova, I love them. Colin Gillespie is one of my favorite players to watch. Amazing. I think they're deep, they're balanced, and obviously Hall of Fame coach, two-time champion there. Second thing, you just brought up Providence, and I don't know, we, may, we, we don't even have time here. All right, so let's, let's allude to this. We'll, we'll give a little foreshadowing because I want, I want a little bit more conversation on Providence. We still have to do some NBA, uh, and we'll see where the world takes us over the next 20 minutes. But Providence is fascinating because they are that clutch team, but is it clutch and they're excellent, or are they lucky, and does oh. it matter? We're going to talk about that next. Dave Sharp and stays with Keith Arizari, TMA. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's Keith Irizarry with you on TMA. John Shames is producing, and he is doing an excellent job, uh, despite some of the text messages I'm getting from Kafka on the side. Uh, he's, he's bashing them. He is. Dave Sharapan's with me still. Dave, if I showed you these text messages, because Kofsky and James, John Shames started out as really close friends, right? But now they're both executive producers. They're big deals, right? And I'm getting, like, I, I got a side text from Kofsky. I'm just saying. He's like, ooh, there, there was one thing that, that there was a graphic that that was I don't know. He he was uh, he was a little upset about it. It's it's really um, it's really interesting to to see the boys continue to grow in their roles and you know kind of know them a little bit and and you see this like 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 brothers kind of you know yeah. competing and fighting and doing all this stuff. It's fun. Um, Koski's texted me on the side too, but it has nothing to do with John Shames. That's I'm just oh okay there. cool. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. We'll leave it. We'll leave it there. Hey, so before the break, you mentioned Providence and we have yes. to talk about. And you mentioned to, luck. Yeah. So we have to talk about how to handicap a team like that, because I, I think there's two ways to look at them. Are they really, really good and just excellent in the clutch? Or as Coach Cooley actually said in the postgame yesterday, we're the luckiest team in America, but sometimes luck is just fine. So how do you view them? <laughs> Uh, he's embracing it. It's great. Um, you create your own luck, right? I think we're both uh, old enough and, and around sports enough to know. I say it all the time, and I used to get it when I started playing golf. Uh, I had guys tell me I was the luckiest guy they ever played golf with and because I would hit a tree and it would bounce back into the fairway, or I would hit <laughs> a ball in a bunker and it would come out of the bunker onto the onto the uh, fairway. And I'm like, listen – I practice a lot. I mean, like, I've, I, I feel like I've earned that luck, but thank you. And I think Providence has to embrace the same thing. They practice. They put in the time. They won the first Big East title ever at that school. Um, that's a little more than luck, okay? They are clutch. I think it's great because they defy all the gambling Twitter, all of the experts, I mean, Ken Palm and all the people that do the ratings got up. They don't need not even in the top 50, KI. They're going to maybe win the Big East tournament, too, on top of a regular season title. Although Villanova is going to give them everything they got. And, and if I were to make the line right now, I think Villanova will be a small favorite. Providence got to get by Creighton today. I mean, yeah. another team that's a really 
what they're doing is incredible as well. Um, and then uh, I don't want to diss UConn, but I mean, UConn could be Villanova today. We've, we got some basketball back in Madison Square Garden tonight. Yeah, I, I'm fascinated by that Villanova-UConn game because my affinity for Nova is there. UConn scares me a little bit if I'm Villanova. Scares but maybe, too. Yeah, exactly. But maybe you got your quote-unquote bad game out last night, the, the close victory over St. John. So maybe you get that out of How your way. How did they lose that game? I don't know. I, I, uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, you can't oh. lose that game like that. And I think that's the thing we see and you know, I mean, that's what we do on in-game live later. You know, today we'll be on when the games are on. And I mean, the games just started now. So you could do in-game live all day today on, on, on with all the games. But you see these runs. And, and I mean, Villanova was down 16 at one point to St. John's. And they ended up winning. Obviously, close game did not cover. But is that, like you said, is they get the bad game out of the way? And then did they put one on UConn today? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like t- TCU yesterday, down by what twenty or twenty-one points against Incredible. Texas. They come back. Yeah, it's 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 weird. It doesn't make sense. All right, so we got you here. You set lines. This is what you do. So, uh, John James, feel free pull it up. We're gonna set some lines here. Give you some numbers, and you just tell us the the over or the under on some seeds for teams going into the NCAA tournament. And obviously, we won't hold you a hundred percent accountable because you know some of these teams or still have to figure out what they're going to do. I mean, Iowa could lose, yeah. let's say, today, and then you, you could knock right. this down. So yeah. uh, we got Illinois over under three-and-a-half seed, UCLA three-and-a-half, Iowa five-and-a-half, Murray State eight-and-a-half. Let's, let's go down the line. If we need to pull the graphic okay. back up, we will. So we go Illinois first. Are they yep. a, two, uh, a three seed or better, or are they going to end up being a four seed or worse? Uh, well, I mean, they're playing right now, right? They're playing yeah. Indiana right now. If they lose – to Indiana, it's four or higher. If they win, obviously they can still be a three. They can't be a one. So it's no. really essentially a two or a three. Um, I mean, I think even if they win the Big Ten tournament, I don't think they're a one seed. So you're saying on that bet, are you a two or three or anything else? Um, I would say over three and a half if I had to pick something right now. I feel different. And I like that. And that's why and that's why we do that. Cause like you just did your thinking out loud for our viewers and our listeners. That's awesome. Yep. Love that. Yep. Let's go to UCLA. They were a March Madness darling last year. They've dealt with injuries up and down this year. They're getting healthier. So are they a two or a three? Because they're not a one. Or do they end up a four or a five? What do you got? So now UCLA is playing USC today, and then if they win, they're going to have a rematch again with Arizona. They beat Arizona uh, at UCLA, but then they got housed in Arizona. So if you believe that UCLA can beat USC today and then beat Arizona, I mean, that's a two-game parlay that they're going to be the dog against Arizona, they can be a two- or three-seed if they win the Pac-12. Because Arizona is a one. You're basically knocking them out of that spot. I don't think Arizona is still a one if they don't win the Pac-12. What does that mean? That means they become a two, which would then, how do you have UCLA another two? Even if they win it, they're probably a three seed in that spot. But if you think they can win it, you bet that under. 
That's another one. I, the, it's contingent on they have to win today, obviously, to keep the bet alive. If they lose today, you could just bet over three and a half. If that bet's still available, just bet over three and a half, send it, because they're going to be a four or worse. So I love Iowa today. Uh, yep. You know, spoiler alert, they're going to be somewhere in my next segment for bye, bye, bye. Mm. Anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, just seeing a little teaser for people out there. So we give you, are they going to, they're, they're not going to be a one, potentially could be a two, I guess, if they run the table in the Big Ten. So I'll give you two, three, or four. Or are they going to be, you know, two, three, four, or five, actually? Or are they going to be six or lower? So I'll go first. I think that this is clear. They're going to be a four or a five because they're going to win today against Rutgers. So I think they're a four or five. So I go under the five and a half. Now I'll let you go. I agree. I, 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 with this being five and a half and bringing the five into play, you were doing it in your head and you said, oh, if they're two, three, or four, oh, oh, and a five. That's huge. That is huge, and and I think this one, uh, when I saw the list, I'm like, this is the easiest one. I mean, it's under. If they win today, they need to win today, and it locks it up, in my opinion. It's even teetering if they lose. They're seven-point favorites against Rutgers today. Can they lose that basketball game? Hell, yeah, they can lose that basketball game today. But, sure. I mean, the total's 144. They're scoring points. This is probably going to be another one where, listen, I was a fun team to watch play basketball too. I think this is the best one of this list under. The Murray State Racers are a team that many people probably don't know a lot of their players. Many people probably haven't seen them play. The kid Williams can flat out score. He can get it done. With all that being said, they struggled in their conference championship. They did win it. They get the automatic bid. They were going to be in anyway. Eight and a half is an interesting seed because it's a good, it's a good number, uh, right? Because they're, yeah. they're either uh, they're as high as an eight. I don't think. Yeah, mean, they need they need some other dominoes to fall to even consider being a seven. When you really right, but up. I could see them being a nine or even a ten. So I th- is the smart money on the the over here? Yes, that's that's so. You know, and we're not trying to trash anybody or give anybody any disrespect. We're just looking at the numbers. I always say in the book, it's not personal. It's just business. And that's all this is. I, I like over. I, I don't think um, just at first blush and then, you know, waiting to see how this all plays out. They really are kind of set at a peak of an eight. So we got all the numbers underneath. I'd rather have that as the side that I like. I like it. Again, he is Dave Sharapan. Joining me, Keith Irizarry, TMA, the morning after. Let's do who gets in. Okay, so there's another, you know, yeah, there's there's other things that you can, there's crazy stuff that you can gamble on. So let's throw it on. Odds to make the tournament. Again, radio audience, I promise we will read this through to you, TV audience. You're (laughs) seeing it. Uh, Indiana, Wake Forest. SMU, the, the 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 guard Kendrick is amazing. He's gonna be an awesome NBA player. And then yep. Xavier. Xavier's the only one at plus money. I don't I don't see them getting yep. in. So of all of those teams there, I guess Indiana has to win today. That's the only way they get in. Uh Indiana punches their ticket if they win today. I think that's okay. the one. Yeah, I think I think they're in. Um Wake, man, what a devastating loss. I mean, I I don't know. That may be the odd man out of all this. Like, that was such a loss. And then 
if other teams play their way in over the weekend, that's one of the spots that may go away. Initially, when I saw the list, I was like, oh, all three minuses are in. But I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I think Wake is the one you got to worry about. SMU I put in, Xavier I put out. All right, there you go. That's college hoops. We got about two and a half minutes left. Uh, as yep. we look at the NBA slate, was there a game to you when you when you pulled it up this morning or last night, whatever it is, that you yep. said, all right, when, when the lines come out, when the props come out, whatever it is, this is something I'm monitoring. Uh, well, one, I mean, I heard the breakdown earlier in, in the last hour with the Knicks and, and the Grizzlies between you and John, and I was like, oh, that's a good – that's the early game that I'm looking at, okay? Is it too much? I mean, the Knicks are playing really good on this road trip. They won a couple games and scored a lot of points. So I think that's one that, you you know, you really have to consider. I would actually – I mean, I love Memphis. I love John Morant. I love what that team is doing. Um and I understand this number. First thought was like, Jesus, that seem a little bit healthy? No, it doesn't. I would actually look to lay it before I would take it. And then later, you know I'm going to be on with Gabe and Cam later today, and, and Toronto is playing Phoenix. The number's only five? Five? I know Phoenix, you know, I mean, is Booker not playing? Is he playing? I I, I can't believe it, but the current number The number five, jumped to six, by the way. It did jump okay. to six. Okay. So I'm looking at it going, I I don't I, I need to do a little deeper dive into this. I made this seven and a half, eight. So when I see this, I'm going, okay, um, Toronto's on one of these road trips. They're all over the place. They have not played their best basketball. They're coming off a nice win in San Antonio. Prior to that, they're giving up a lot of points. Um, the total's only 222. That's what I first thought when I saw it. Dave, you're doing so many amazing things. We know about the Cash Considerations podcast. You and Matt Peralt are crushing it with uh, with your podcast. Tell Matt that I said hello, by the way. I haven't spoken to him in a while. Uh, miss the guy. I'm glad that he's doing well. Dave, you are the best uh, anytime <laughs> you want to be on the other side of this camera. All right? Anytime you want to be here, open invitation. All right? See you later. And we're going to get you a John Shane's wig. That's what I got for you for your birthday. Oh! SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. How? How did we get here? Almost three hours of TV and radio. Uh, it's been a lot of fun filling in on TMA the morning after right here. Sports Grid, Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 159. The way Ben ends these shows, he, he likes, he really, really, really is into sync. So uh, let's go bye, bye, bye. Do we think that Ben is on an island right now doing the bye-bye-bye dance? Like, he's got, like, a beer on a, on a table, and then he's doing a dance. And I think he's probably got, like, his cell phone or an iPad already on a basketball game while he's, you know, you know, whatever. Ben is the man. I am so proud of Ben. I know that sounds cheesy, but I'm very happy for everything that has happened for Ben. He's been amazing uh, watching him grow. All right, bye, bye, bye. We're going to give you our best bet 
of the day, of the night. We remind you, uh, we came up with this about four hours ago, so numbers may have changed a little bit, but let's go. We're going to go with Houston. We're going to do a little parlay. The Houston Cougars to beat Cincinnati by more than 12. Uh, since he's 4-9 against spread in the last 13 games, Houston, they're 4-1 against the spread over the last five, and we know Houston, big scoring team, 76 points per game. Let's put that together with Iowa. John Shame says, ride the hot trend. The hot trend is Iowa's going to score a lot of points. They just knocked down, what, 15 three-pointers uh, in the quarterfinals. That's a Big Ten tournament record. Keegan Murray is stinking awesome at basketball. The Hawkeyes, 20-12 and 12 against the spread over the last 32 games. On the flip side, the Scarlet Knights, not that good against the spread this season. I know they've been fun to watch, but 13-15-2. and two against the spread. So if we put it together, we get a nice number of plus 264. John Shames, Joe Help Producing, Jesse on Graphics, my guy Hayden running the boards. This was a blast. I am Keith Arizari. Remember, if you can't trust me, how can you trust yourself? Have a great weekend. Hey, watch Betting Above the Rim tomorrow, 10 o'clock Eastern, AM time. Let's go.